When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Good Lord willing and Mother Nature cooperating, our Wisconsin farmers are going to find therapy inside the cab of a tractor and uh, pickup trucks. Uh, We're talking about things that we better be thinking about to be smart on the growing season of 2020. I've reached out to our friends at Winfield United. Uh, They cover the state of Wisconsin like a blanket with uh, agronomic supplies and support. Tristan Byers along with us, and he is the agronomist that helps to coach everybody up at uh, Winfield United. So, Tristan, let's talk just a little bit. Uh, We already know that everybody, because of COVID-19, your family life has been disrupted, your employee situation's been disrupted. Talk to me a little bit first on what you're hearing from your district managers, from your cooperatives on the supply chain. How is Winfield United doing in light of COVID-19 to make sure all the people power is in place, all of the the product power is in place? Yeah, excellent question, Pam. And you know, as we address that, I think I, we got to take a step back and just realize that as we get new information from the covid uh, scenario that you know, no one's been through these you know, uncharted waters before, and we've got to make the best of the situation. I know one of the things that uh, Winfield United is doing to help uh, prepare growers and the egg retailers is just you know, advocate to try to make sure take some inventory ahead of time in case we get into some logistic challenges of being able to distribute uh, products timely in the sense that uh, we don't know where we're going to be in a couple weeks or, or a month. And with the what looks like it may be in early spring, if we can start getting some products out to growers while using our you know social distancing and trying to mitigate uh, contact as much as possible. You know, we're at fortunate in a time of you know, today's modern technology that there's many ways that we can communicate and go essentially business as normal but there will be, you know, some challenges that we'll, we'll be working through. So while I can't address every specific item within the, the supply chains, I would say that I know many companies are, are looking at trying to address uh, the, the supply. And, you know, with agriculture being a deemed an essential business continue going forward, I think the best thing is for you know, growers to, to make plans to, you know, continue carrying out their crops as they normally would have and look at, you know, what can they do to mitigate risk from you know, trying to make sure that they have the supplies on hand and that they need to get them through, you know, at least through planting season the next, you know, 30, 60 days or so. You know, the last two years, quite frankly, Tristan, have sucked for most Wisconsin farmers. Let's talk about things we need to focus on right from the get-go, specifically how we can get, uh, if we get into the fields early, how we can make sure that the, the growth regulators, the seed treatment, that everything is lined up to give that seed a perfect opportunity to thrive. Yeah, so when I talk about agronomic management plans in general, I can usually relate it back to five different agronomic topics that we'll be, throwing, we'll be discussing throughout the entire growing season. And the first one or two topics is really to that point, Pam, where we can identify which seed varieties or hybrids that we need to plant and position them for success on individual acres. 
when I look at the answer plot program that Winfield United has done for, uh, I guess we're going on 22 years this year, uh, and we're going on about the 10th year of some of our local response to score data. On average, we've had about a 98 bushel per acre response to management. So a 98 bushel per acre response to managing the crop better is upside potential on our average uh, produced you know, farms or a plot. And the last three years has been in excess of 100 bushels. So all that planning needs to begin at the at the beginning of the season and making sure your hybrids are placed uh, according to where they're they excel or trying to keep them off the acres that would mitigate uh, some some challenges, maybe uh, you know, wet soils, wet feet, uh, soil texture, uh, previous crop, things along those nature. And then uh, the, the second aspect would be, you know, how do we get the crop off to a great start? And when I think of the yield component, specifically of something like corn, there's three critical growth stages within uh, corn. One would be uh, emergence, the second being around V5, when it's determined the number of ears or rows around, and the number, the third aspect would be pollination. But of all three of those aspects, the most important is uh, early season stand that's successful, because if you don't have the plants out there, you can't have uh, plants to make, make yield. And the way that we can better manage that is just identifying, can we plant in the best uh, conditions that we have? I know following 2019, there's going to be several growers that are contemplating, I need to get out there and plant earlier. I don't want to plant as late as what I did last year. So as soon as I can get in the field, I want to go. But I encourage guys to use a little bit of caution and common sense. Um, I'm not as worried about the temperature aspect, even though we should, you know, ideally like to have, you know, 50 degree soil temps for planting corn. But really it's about making sure that the fields are, are fit to plant that uh, we're actually dried out enough so we're not causing some compaction that will um, really cause some havoc with the plants throughout the rest of the growing season from uh, root limit limitations. And re- related to root limitations, you know, one way is just making sure that people can encourage to use starter fertilizers, uh, especially if we are planting a little bit earlier in the year, like 2020, that looks like we might be planting earlier. Uh, having some starter fertilizers, being aware of, uh, other additives like zinc, um, there's a number of different zinc sources. They vary in quality and their compatibility with products. But, you know, the zinc's really what gets the plant kind of started or it's the energizer for for the plant. Um, phosphorus is important in your starter fertilizer. But then uh, also maybe a plant growth regulator that can really help your roots branch out, explore more surface area, and uh, ultimately take up uh, more more nutrients. Yep. Yep. I got to ask you, Tristan, given the challenges of the harvest of 2019, we it, a lot of farmers are going to get jammed up. They've been working when they can to try to get the crop off that may have stood through the winter, but we're going to get jammed up as far as field preparation and things like that. Uh, what other things cross your mind given the crazy challenges that 2019 left us with and we're still working through in 2020? Right. So one of the biggest challenges that I saw that was probably neglected last year is, aside from f- field tillage and, and field work, that's always at the top of people's mind, but, you know, what their fertility plan is and how they're adjusting and making it uh, different going into this next year. Some guys will be saying, I need to dump on more fertilizer because I, you know, ran short because of a wet 2019. 
uh, I guess I encourage you to use a number of different tools to really evaluate uh, what the right fertility program would be. And uh, aside from nitrogen, you know, looking at your, your basic fertility of your P and K, a lot of soil tests weren't able to get pulled last year because by the time crops did get off, the ground was basically freezing up. Uh, so there could be an opportunity to do some of that uh, yet this spring or, uh, you know, look back at the past soil samples, uh, make your best rec you know, recommendation that you can moving forward, and uh, you know, maybe do an in-season calibration with some sort of a tissue test to, yeah. to really try to uh, yeah. optimize your in-season uh, plant nutrition. So uh, paying attention to fertility would be one of those other big ticket items that I would like to pay attention to. Right. You know, the other thing that I'm uh, crosses my mind, Tristan, is once we have done things right, getting the seed in the ground in a healthy environment as far as soil quality and nutrients around it, we got to tackle those cotton-picking weeds that could really pose challenges depending on what your profile is. First question is, do you get the sense that we are going to have any issues regarding COVID-19 and the workforce necessary to respond quickly when it comes to timely applications. And number two, this constant new spectrum of weeds that we're having to uh, identify and tackle, you know, this is a real partnership play as far as Winfield United and the farmers they serve. Yeah, so another great question. So with the COVID situation for the work task, workforce for uh, essentially custom applicators out there, I won't probably speculate in individual accounts where uh, you know that's going to be an issue because uh, you know there are some uh, some companies that are saying we we're not going to be able to go out, go out to the field. So there are areas where that might be a situation. However, I think. You know, agricultural find a way to to do their best and to get the job done. We always seem to pull through, and no matter the situations that are are given to us. And you know, application wise, uh, you know, usually Mother Nature is you know the bigger contingency. Uh, if uh, the suppliers have done a good job of getting products in their warehouses, then we hopefully we already have the product there. But I think the biggest concern is you know if if, uh, if we get into a really rapid spring. Uh, some of the bulk quantities of some of the products might need, might could be potentially be limited from uh, some of the big manufacturing plants through, throughout the U.S. So I can't uh, give you any specific examples, but there's always a possibility. Mm -hmm. You know, from there, I think your your best uh, approach there is whether it's the COVID situation or not. Uh, it's it's really to try to find the best opportunity to manage your your weeds from the beginning. There are definitely a number of weeds that are becoming more problematic uh, throughout the state of Wisconsin. Uh, the top number one weed right now, to probably no one's surprise, is actually water hemp. And water hemp uh, is gaining a lot of traction because it's unique in that it's uh, in several different physiological aspects and how it reproduces and it can generate a lot of seeds very quickly. And, but, it, but it also has some resistance that is developed uh, to different herbicide chemistries. So, for example, the University of Wisconsin looked, uh, started a project this last year where they're looking at populations throughout the state that uh, different populations are resistant uh, to from, from the water hemp to different chemistries. And there's some groups like glyphosate or Roundup that are not effective at controlling the majority of the weed populations out there. So if that has been a main herbicide program in the past, 
uh, growers are not going to have satisfactory weed control if uh, they have some of those water hemp populations in their in their field, and they would need to look at other programs. So, you know, from there, what would some of those other programs be? I guess in simple terms, uh, the first thing that I would always recommend is start with some sort of a residual program at planting or basically considered pre-emergence. The other opportunity why a pre-emergence program might be important this year is if for some reason there are some of those logistic challenges of getting products applied timely or as timely as you normally would, uh, those pre-emergence applications can give you a little bit wider window and opportunity to uh, space to make those applications throughout the end season when you come back in and make a post-emergence application to clean up your field. Uh, the second aspect that I consider when you're doing your herbicide application planning is to, to work with your local agronomist and really have a discussion is, do I have two or three modes of action that are effective on controlling the herbicide-tolerant weeds in my, in my area? And the reason I mentioned effective modes of action is, you know, if I was spraying Roundup or glyphosate alone, I would not have any uh, chemistry that might be effective. You know, there's some that are um, ALS uh, resistant, so Pursuit uh, or, you know, Classic or something like those don't necessarily work that well. And there's uh, other ones such as some of your PPO chemistries are developing a little bit more resistance uh, across the state. Now, those chemistries can be good on specific weed species, but uh, that aren't tolerant to those or resistant to those uh, chemistries, but we can't be sure of where those are at. So getting the effective mode of action are important because having one additional mode of action that's effective decreases the uh, likelihood of developing resistance by about 83 times. So 83 times less likely by introducing another mode of action that's effective at controlling your weed. Yeah. Uh, the, the last thing I wanted to say, Pam, on, on that is you know, don't get just hung up on water hemp. There's a number of other weeds that Wisconsin producers are going to be focused on or encountering. Giant ragweed has kind of got put in the shadows recently, but there's some chemistry that are needed a little bit different uh, to control those. And then, uh, uh, you know, related to that is uh, in your no-till situation, some of the burn-down applications might be effective at trying to control some of the weeds right now when people can still get out and spray or when the plants start uh Greening up a little bit and offer us some opportunity for window before we get in the middle of the season. Yep, yep. Well, we we know that this is going to bring unique challenges for every grower. Tristan Buyer, along with us, he is the agronomist for the state of Wisconsin, Winfield United. I think probably the message you want to leave farmers with, Tristan, is stay in communication with your Winfield United folks because uh, their situation at the co-op, your situation as a supplier, COVID-19 situation impacting employees, all of this, along with Mother Nature, is just going to keep changing. Yes, it will be very dynamic. Communication will be key, and uh, do what you can to develop a agronomic plan for success and prepare to rely on Plan B or C if something were to change. Tristan Beyer along with us. He is the agronomist for Winfield United covering the state of Wisconsin. Again, best advice that you can uh, take to heart is contacting your Winfield United supplier and making sure that you're having these conversations before you get in the tractor cab and start making mistakes that could ultimately cost you. I'm Pam Yonke.